Hey, my name's Cheska, host of On the Impossible Pod. I love punk rock, and I want to talk about the Menzingers. I'm breaking down the 13 tracks on the instant classic Menzingers album On the Impossible Past with friends, fans, and strangers. Whether you're a Menzinger super fan or just want to feel like you have friends who like punk rock as much as you do, join us for in-depth song analysis and discourse on the state of punk to come. Find On the Impossible Pod everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. My guest this week is a comic uh, from New Jersey, right? Yep. Jersey. Uh, I think you're the second Jersey comic on, but uh, Andreas Luizu. Thank Andreas, you. Andreas, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me, James. Um, I'm excited to have you on. Um, before we get into it, where can people find you? Um, I don't. People have asked me in the past, but yeah, uh, Instagram. Uh, What's your uh, handle? It's a underscore uh, l o i z o u, nice. but they don't have to. <laughs> you know, <it's> a, <laughs> I, I wish like I could get stats on like if people are actually following people right. that are it's, listening to this. I, I don't think yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I throw my Instagram, my Twitter all the time. Right. My Instagram James P at James mm-hmm. P Crowley. Uh, my uh, Twitter James P Crowley sixty eight. Uh, you know, but yeah. you know, I I don't know that I, I, I've gotten. I know I've gotten one follower from the podcast, okay, that's, and that's uh, something. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, do you have any shows or anything coming up in the next like month or so? Um, two. You could say if you have something uh, six months from now. No, no. Uh, just Rhino on the twenty eighth. I think it is twenty eighth. Yeah. Okay, cool. This will be up so, before then. So cool. yeah, nice. awesome. Uh, Rhino in Suffern, New York. Um, I've got a couple shows. I don't have anything in December, but book me because I'm free. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, I'll be at Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie on January 4th uh, doing a guest spot before Jay McBride. Um, and I I think I've got to get this confirmed, but I think I'm going to be at a place called Footlight Bar in Brooklyn. Um, they do like a show that's all like fallen Catholics. Mm, that's <laughs> and, uh, cool. That's <laughs> my personality. And um, <laughs> I'll be at the comic strip in March at some point, but that's my audition. Nice, sweet. Yeah. That's you, great. You auditioned. I did not. Right. Mine's coming up later, yeah. When's yours? In April. April? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We, we <laughs> both, because we went in April to yeah, get yeah. these. <laughs> it, it was awful. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, you know, of like the three people that I know that we were with when, uh, when we went for that. Yeah, Sean, Frankie. Sean, Frankie, Peter. I think they've all had their auditions at this point. And only right. Peter's passed. So, yeah. you know, so I'm like, well, well, I, get, I was like, if they all pass, maybe I'm, I'm in the clear. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, I don't know what, what Richie likes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, before we get into the playlist, what type of music do you like? You were um, explaining this a little bit before we yeah, started. Uh, Everything. Uh, I know everyone says that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a particular probably favoritism in this playlist. You yeah. could tell. Uh, it's just what I'm into right now, I suppose. Uh, it's pretty reflective to, like, what my mom was listening to was, like, okay. everything. There was, like, some classical 
and then there was like a lot of right. her particular favorite rock tracks. So it was it was a mix. So yeah, I, I guess I go about that still to this day. Yeah, you've got yeah. a lot of good variety. I was I was because like we we've spoken about music a little bit, but like so I I had like a vague idea of what you liked going right. into this, but uh, I, like I couldn't have been prepared for right, right. for like what you said. And I'm like, this is cool. I I was super into it. Oh so, great, yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, let well so the theme of the playlist uh you chose was what i tell co-workers <laughs> i listened to yeah and what was kind of your approach in that theme um just that, that variety not having a, a theme itself so right. it could be just all over the place awesome yeah, yeah. So. i i tried to do it where i was like if if my co-workers were like oh give us like 10 songs to give us like a taste of your music mm-hmm. i'd be uh, like i was like these are 10 songs so like i chose right. artists that i like but a few are kind of stuff that maybe i don't necessarily listen to as much anymore right right um but also i was very selective where i'm like all right well don't put like the gritty french hardcore bands that are <laughs> screaming about <laughs> politics right. because you know while my co-workers <laughs> might enjoy the sentiment they right. it, it, they might be like this is what you're sitting there listening to well like you don't get it you yeah know, like, you don't fucking understand <laughs> me you guys are like my parents <laughs> but yeah so uh let's let's hop right into it cool. uh your your first song was nadia by jeff beck I so I've never really listened to Jeff Beck a whole lot, but right. uh, tell me a little bit about this. I think he's my favorite living guitarist. Yeah, Hendrix obviously was yeah. the greatest, but he is, I th- think, just the way he manipulates the guitar. He doesn't use a toothpick; he uses his thumb, and I the sound he makes from it. It's like almost like the guitar sounds. It's crying, you know. Yeah, absolutely. This was a cover song from an Indian song. Oh, okay. So yeah, the that. lyrics are in Hindi, and all those chords are lyrical so you just replace it and it sounds like the guitar singing it's so like hypnotic and calming and i love listening to it absolutely i i kind of got that what i really enjoyed about because this is like recent ish like past 20 years or so yeah yeah i'd say so yeah um my dad like my dad i i don't even know if he's a big jeff beck fan but Mm -hmm. i remember there was like a stretch of like three years that we would like get into arguments where he's like jeff beck's probably the best living guitarist and like i'm like no jimmy pages (laughs) (laughs) um and i still stand by jimmy pages but (laughs) that's That's just because i like led zeppelin yeah yeah. but um but like you know listening to this i was like oh cool no this is like actually inventive and like it Mm -hmm. it kind of has 
I, I feel like it's not really an electronic component. Right. But the, like some of the percussion in this sounds mm-hmm. like it's like processed, like so it's more electric, but it's still very like human and soulful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. And it was cool. I was I was really into that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> was this the first time you heard it? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. This song specifically. I've, cool. I've listened to some Jeff Beck sure, before. Sure. So for for your play the. I was gonna say it was the first time I heard everything. No, there, there, there were there, there were there was a lot of first timers mm-hmm. on your playlist. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I'm surprised. Um, I thought so, you would have known most. Of uh, well, so well, so we'll get into because okay, okay, like cool, there's cool. Uh, there's some interesting stuff kind mm-hmm. of like down the way, but uh, let's go into my first pick, which which was Stewart and the Avenue by Green Day. Um, <laughs> Yes, but I don't know the particular tracks. Right, uh, I've listened to them growing up because I was, uh, you know, the the band. And then they were kind of fading out right. a bit. I like them a lot. I uh, yeah, I do. I remember you speaking about them with, uh, I forget who, but you said if they would have stopped at that particular album, they would have been, and then perhaps even died. Especially they yes, yes, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> so like if they if they ended after American Idiot, they right. would have been perfect. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So like. American Idea, it's my favorite Green Day album, mm-hmm. but that's like based on nostalgia and stuff, and mm-hmm. like that's the album that really I fell in love yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think that's a great record, but this I do think is probably Green Day's best record, which was um, Insomniac, which was their right. follow up to Dookie, which was the big breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, it, it, it's one of those things that. Uh, like this is this was their dark album mm. <laughs> where they were like uh, you know when Nirvana blew up after uh, Nevermind came right. out they put out In Utero which is like a, a big like fuck you we're right. dark we have a, this, <laughs> we have a song called Rape Me on it oh my god um, and so uh, Green Day kind of did that with Insomniac where they're like we're gonna do a little bit grittier a little bit more like give people the finger right. not necessarily do these like oh people don't understand me they're gonna be like no fuck you yeah. you don't understand me <laughs> but um this song in particular it's got an amazing bass line mm-hmm. like the the intro bass line is like i don't think there's a better bass line in rock really um wow. it, it, it's just so cool and it's a real credit to mike Durnt, who kind of gets lost along the way yeah. a little bit but he this song is just kind of you know it's kind of fun and i figured if i'm like doing the coworkers thing i'm going to put a green day song on cuz i love green day but if i put on basket case right. it just shows that i'm basic if i put this on that i have that like uh, trouble too like i don't want to pick like the song that everyone knows right. from that band like i want to find something yeah you yeah. want to be like oh this band's cool and you should listen to the, yeah, this yeah. deep cut exactly yeah um 
let's move on into your next pick, which is uh, Creep, or C-R-E-E-P. Right, yeah, yeah. By The Fall. discovered the past five years or three years rather uh they're like this post-punk yes. british band that came out later in the uh late 80s i said su- their lead singer marky smith recently just died yes. a couple years ago uh i just like their sound Th- this particular track it's, it's more poppy kind yeah. of a feel uh, what, yeah. What was funny was I I was legit listening to this right before you came out. Right. And I, you know, just like because like of some of the stuff, this was something that I wasn't as familiar with. Mm-hmm. And like I was listening to it, and like even like that intro melody, mm-hmm. like it sounds like a ringtone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Very like much. it's cool, it's great. But I was like, I'm like, if, if you could see this in like a, a Disney Channel movie, just hearing that <laughs> and being like, someone, oh, someone's calling me. Yeah. But yeah, keep. Uh, keep on telling me yeah yeah um that that's about all i can say i just i just like the sound i i uh, i'm trying to find out more about the band itself and yeah. yeah he's got kind of that cool like uh you know uh, that uh, he, a lot of like post-punk people have mm-hmm. that sort of like swagger and coolness right. and like uh, i was thinking about this last night uh, you know listening to this kind of like on the way uh, uh just because like uh, he, it, I was more familiar now just because he, the lead singer had died recently, mm-hmm. and he kind of has that sort of like coolness where like you either assume he's like already been dead for right. so many years, or like he just never will die. Yeah, and it's it's a little bizarre to to think about that. <laughs> that's interesting. Look, yeah, yeah. and it, I guess that's just like my weird perception of <laughs> musicians where I'm like, you know, I don't know. I've, I've been thinking a lot about death recently. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, uh, speaking of death and belief, uh, my next pick was non-believer by Lucy Dacus. Your books into the river. Told your mom that you're not believer. She said she wasn't surprised, but that doesn't make it okay. You say nobody loves a city 
Nobody loves what can't love them back One-way ticket in your pocket What happened to the charm of a small town? If you find what you're looking for Be sure to send the postcard You promised you'd never forget the little ones when you got big. Um, do you know Lucy Dacus at all? I don't. Um, she's cool. She's like a singer-songwriter, very sad girl. Um, you know, I like this song a lot just because, like, she 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 kind of addresses these sort of existential fears mm-hmm. in a very like solemn, sweet way where. Um, the opening line is uh, you threw your books into the river, told your mom that you're a non-believer. She said she wasn't surprised, but that doesn't make it okay. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's <laughs> that's that's like real life. Just because yeah. like, you know, my my parents are super Catholic right. and like I'm I'm more agnostic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's listening to that. I'm just sort of like. Oh yeah, that's really how I feel. And yeah. then she just keeps going, and she's like, "Nobody loves a city who loves what can't love them back." And I'm right. like, "Oh wow, you know, I, <laughs> I keep telling people I love New York, <laughs> and you know, but I'm also sitting here hella depressed." Right. So yeah, um, but yeah, she. Uh, I feel like maybe in retrospect, it's not a good thing to play for coworkers <laughs> because it's just like, yeah, you know, you're you're laying out all your right. religion, at least like at the second song. <laughs> Bumming everyone out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we got this fun Green Day song, and now sad girl with an acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever had like a coworker like open up to you in like a weird way that's like oversharing? Um. Yes. It's. <laughs> I. Um, no, I think I was guilty of it. I, I, I actually showed a coworker an Iron Iron and Wine song oh, and okay. just bummed her out with that. <laughs> I thought she would like it for some reason, but she didn't. So I used yeah. to back when I worked at a country club, I used to show up to work hungover, like all the time. <laughs> and like you know, and so in turn I was depressed mm-hmm. all the time. And like I'd sit in my office and just like cry and then like my co like some of the the girls that were I worked with like they they were friendly with me and mm-hmm. like, I remember once like one came in and I'm just like blasting the wonder years and being like oh, and she's like I brought you a coffee <laughs> I know that you're not in a good mood and I've just got tears <laughs> running down my face well that's sweet your coworkers are nice and more yeah she she was a good girl right but, you know um, but anyway, let's move on into your next pick, which was Worker's Song by Dick Galgan. Dick Galgan, yeah, Gaugan. yeah. Long past for no more than your bread. 
have bled for your countries and counted your dead in the factories and mills. In the shipyards and mines, we've often been told to keep up with the times, but our skills are not needed. They've streamlined the job and we slide rule and stopwatch our blind day of raw die. But when the sky darkens and the prospect is war, who's given a gun and then pushed to the fore and expected to die? For the land of our birth, though we've never owned one handful of earth. Um. So tell uh, tell me about this. Yeah, he's a Scottish uh, folk singer. I, I like that area. I like I, I look um, in folk songs from other countries too. I'm interested in hearing it. Uh, it's not similar to, but it reminds me of Bob Dylan. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's like a protest song. It's yeah. like for working class. I don't think he wrote it. Uh, right. This is right? a traditional song. Yeah. So like. You know, when I said there's some stuff that like kind of knew, but didn't. Mm-hmm. I know this song. I don't know this version of right. it. So like, I was like, and like, there's a thousand songs called Worker Song, right. where a lot of them are covers of this. Right. But then there's a lot that are just like they took the title, um, which is cool. You know, good message. Yeah. But so I was listening to this, and I'm like, oh, okay, I could sing along <laughs> to this. So yeah, it's just like his voice. Uh, it's very. I know. I know he's not Irish, but it has yeah. a Celtic kind of tone to it. Yeah, yeah. And he has a his the guitar parts were were great. Yeah, yeah. Like I I was, like I at first I thought it was going to be another instrumental version. Right. And like it, it was just so good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I w- I was very pleasantly surprised. And do you listen? What's his, is his other stuff kind of like that? He has a song called uh, "Tom Payne's Bone." It's, okay. It's very like it gets underneath your skin, and yeah, I, j- I just really like that too. Um, and uh, I forget the other tracks on the album that I have, but yeah, I'm, I'm relatively new to him, so yeah, this this was great, super cool. Yeah, like, I I definitely want to check out more of his stuff. Yeah, like when I'm not listening to a thousand things from podcasts. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I I dig this. Uh, but let's move on can into. We, can we pause for that? Sure. Yeah. All right, cool, and we're back. Took a brief break there, <laughs> um, but uh, let's. Uh, with I, I always like hope that I get ads, so like I could just like stick them in here. Yeah, those uh, pauses. Is exactly, yeah. oh, you know, right. sponsor me, <laughs> give me money. To, but uh, anyway, let's move on to my third pick, which is a report to the share uh, report to the shareholders slash kill your masters mm-hmm. by Run the Jewels, which is LP and Killer Mike. Horse is a horse, of course, but who rides is important. Sitting high with a uniform, parking orders, the man of order. And I'm scared that I talk too much about what I think's going on. I got away with this, they might drag me away for this. Put me in a cage for this, I might pay for this. So just say what I want like I'm made for this. But I'm afraid some days I might be wrong. Maybe that's why me and Mike get along. Hey, not for the same part of town, but we both hear the same sound coming. Woo! And it sounds like war. And it breaks our hearts When I started this band Didn't have no plans Didn't see no arc uh, Just run with the crap Have a couple laughs Make a fucking dash Yeah, yeah Get a little dap Like yeah, I'm the fucking man Yeah 
Maybe give a little back, like here I do what I can. It's all so smoke till the truth starts scheming. Can't contain it, it's stained with y'all demons. Talk cleaning, bomb hospitals. So I speak with the foulest mouth possible. And I drink like a Vulcan, losing all faith in the logical. I will not be confused with docile, I'm free, motherfucker. Uh, so, so what did you think of it? I liked it a lot. I like, uh, I'm not. Like I, I like Killer Mike's voice. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he really turns you on. I uh, in retrospect wish I put a like a hip hop song because I do listen to hip hop. Right, I'm trying to get more into it and update myself on it too. Uh, it's a really cool song, and the way it transitions is really interesting too. Yeah, it's well because it's got like that kind of like power ballady yeah. ending, and then it just ends like straight chaotic. Right, um, and like I I figure with this like. It uh, run the jewels are super politically charged. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't think Killer Mike does anything that isn't politically yeah, yeah. charged. Um, but what I kind of uh, like about this song too is this album came out I think at the very end of 2016. Okay, so yeah. we had the election. Right, we were all drained, <laughs> and like <laughs> you know they released like some teaser tracks before it, and like some right. of them were like the fun uh, uh, run the jewels songs yes. where they're like, oh you know we're fucking awesome. <laughs> But then when the election happened, they put out a song mm. that was like, like everything's hard and yeah. horrible. And then after that, they put, uh, and then on Christmas, they dropped this album. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And like hearing this song, you know, Killer Mike just kind of like, it, he's got that line where he's like, I, I almost wept at the Dem convention when I saw the March Mom is in. And I'm just like, oh, because yeah. campaign for Bernie Sanders. Right. And like, I was like, oh, yeah, this and like, <laughs> you know, and like it still has like the cool stuff. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I pointed out to you just now. I was like, I, I love that line where he's like, uh, like, ooh, Mike said uterus. They yeah. acting like Mike said you a bitch <laughs> <laughs> to every writer wrote it, misquoted it. Mike says you a bitch, you a bitch, you a bitch. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I hope one day I get to cover Run the Jewels. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Mike, please don't tell me you a bitch. <laughs> That's great. But yeah. Uh, but let's move on into your next pick, which is Unfair by Pavement. Tell me a little. I uh, I would. Um, you're familiar with the band, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. No, because they're brand new to me. I mean, oh, okay. I'm very ignorant. To, I'm trying to catch up because I've I've been like just indulging myself in other mediums and music. Right. Kind of was behind, so I'm just catching up. Absolutely. Um, the great thing about that though is you hear these songs for the first time, and you know, you're right, already yeah. this age, and it, that's really cool. And uh, so they're 
they came in the uh, they were like 90s. early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. You know, so I was kind of first exposed to pavement. Um, do you have another writer, Rob Sheffield? If you don't, no, rings um, a bell. Yes, uh, he, he he's written like a tons tons of books about music. Yeah, um, but his first book is called uh, "Love Is a Mixtape," and it's about making mixtapes. Yeah, um, but really, it's about his how his first wife died kind of unexpectedly, and like makes me cry because I'm a mm. baby. <laughs> and but so like th- he talks about pavement a lot mm. in that book. So like I read it my senior year of high school. I'm like, I guess I'd check out this band Pavement. Yeah. You know? And I can't remember what the line was, but like he quoted one lyric and he's like, this is from a pavement song. And like, it was so cool. And I could never find out what song it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why is this line so good? And I don't know. But, but yeah, no, I like pavement. Um, I'm not, I'm not super deep down with their stuff, but right. like, you know, I like this album a lot yeah, yeah. and you know, they're, they're great. Uh, do you know the song? Um, I want to say it's Summer Babe. No. Is that on the same album? It might be. So, uh, <laughs> admittedly, <laughs> with a lot of pavement stuff, I a few years ago, I got um, a Greatest Hits compilation for Christmas. Yeah. So, like, I cool. know the Greatest Hits okay. stuff, but I don't necessarily know which album. But Summer <laughs> Babe is probably my favorite. I, I'm guilty of that, too, with some artists. Yeah, I just, on CD. And yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, hell yeah. Let's move into my next pick, which is Party Pit. Uh, by the Hold Steady. sounds like randy newman <laughs> yeah i i thought so and i like yeah. randy newman right, so yeah, yeah. i like them yeah, yeah i like that voice it's uh it's very uh, unique yeah yeah and i i think that like having a unique so like uh, the hold steady are like a storytelling mm-hmm. band um and they kind of like you know they they their albums are all a little interconnected and sometimes they're just kind of like sketches of a character yeah. but sometimes they're full like fleshed out right. big like narratives and you're just like oh this is amazing <laughs> um, but like you know they th- this song i i think i i put on for this theme specifically because there's a uh, there's a lot of 
hold steady songs that are party songs that are mm-hmm. fun that you know you could raise a drink to yeah. and you know you're having a good time you know and this is one of them but there's a lot of hold steady songs that have that but they also have these weird like specificities about <laughs> religion and <Right. laughs> and uh, drug abuse yeah. so you know it's it's not you know it's fun to raise a drink and be like she strolled into the after bar looking like a resurrection and you know and you know she was all strung out you know and like that's cool but not necessarily what you want your co-workers to be (laughs) like like oh well you sit there and you just think about god and (laughs) and (laughs) heroin all the time (laughs) but so with this one it's just kind of like oh you know we we went down to the party pit we're gonna walk around and drink some more you know and it, it's fun. It's yeah, cool. I like it. Um, it also has uh, one lyric where he, he, he it, it kind of like breaks and he's like, and I'm pretty sure we kissed. And then like it, the song like kind of builds in like a very like tense way. Right. And I kind of like that because it shows that sometimes you could like make out with someone <laughs> at a party. And like <laughs> while it's fun in the moment, it's mm-hmm. also is going to create a whole new world right. of problems <laughs> for you. So I still get to slip my emo cool. into like with it. my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's uh let's roll on into your next song, uh, which was Peter Gunn by Henry Mancini, 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 yeah, Mancini yeah. and his orchestra. He's a film composer. He's yes. one of my favorites. He did the scores for almost all the big movies you heard of from the 60s, 70s, The Pink Panther, uh, Charade, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, this was a theme to a TV show okay. p- called Peter Gunn. Right. It's used in a lot of movies. Uh, Blues Brothers. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, so when, when this came on, I'm like, oh, I know this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, it was never something that I'd, like, sought out. But I'm like, oh, no, I right. know exactly what this is. Yeah. I just... It has that kind of like crime jazz genre yeah. it falls under, but it's like I heard also someone talk about it. Like, if you take those the chord, the brass chords, yeah, it, they're like the foundational chords for rock music. Like, if you play I that, I could see that, yeah. So, it kind of has that kind of well, yeah, rhythm it, to it. It, it kind of almost you know, the song Heroin by the Velvet Underground, yes, yeah, it, it kind of is a similar like chugging, like mm-hmm. chord progression, yes to that which you know yeah that's kind of like where my head went um but yeah i uh, this is fitting too because you're mm-hmm. a, you're a film guy yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah. Had, had you watched the peter gunn tv show at all no i haven't no, so i was guilty of <laughs> <laughs> i haven't either so. there was uh they were trying to make that into a movie uh William, do you know William Freakin by any chance? Uh, he d- okay, so he directed French Connection, The Exorcist. Okay, 
I haven't. No, uh, that's that right. <laughs> so like, I, I, I'm the worst. Like, the way you, you've talked about music <laughs> is how I am with yes. movies. So, <laughs> so Blake Edwards, uh, Henry Mancini wrote most of the music for Blake Edwards movies, okay. The Pink Panther, Breakfast right. at Tiffany's. He did all those. And he was um, he got writers to write up a script for the Peter Gunn movie. And they were going to take two episodes of it. And he was going to give this. Uh, he was going to. William Friedkin was this young director at the time, and he was going to have him do it. But he thought the the script was so awful. <laughs> so and he he had right. the guts to tell it to him, and it, Blake Edwards freaked out on him. He's like, and William Friedkin's like, look, do you want me to go out and fail or lie to you? I, I'm telling you, this is what I think of it. And he, Blake Edwards put his hand out. And he's like, thanks for letting me meet an interesting person. He walked out, so he kind of like. Avoided that gig. Wow. Yeah, so really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, like, interesting stuff like that, I feel like, mm-hmm. in early Hollywood. I feel like you don't oh, necessarily yeah. hear stories like that, yeah. you know, in, like, 2019. Right. So, yeah, it it's... And the guy who wrote that script <laughs> was uh, William Peter Blatty, who wrote wrote The Exorcist. Right. And then he kept in touch with him, sent him that, and thought it was great. So they ended oh. up making the movie together, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, th- so what I think is kind of interesting, because like, when I do like a movie, I do like know everything about it. Yeah, yeah. But like, so what I feel like ends up happening with movies a lot is like you end up hearing these stories where it's like just weird, random connections yeah. to things. And like, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you watch? Do you listen to uh, the Rewatchables podcast? No, no. Um, y- you, uh, well, so I, I don't necessarily know your taste in movies through and through, but it's like, all over as long as it, uh, it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, it's it's a ringer podcast, and they do like they basically the the one thing is the movie has to be rewatchable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Cool. And like, and they just did one about um, Happy Gilmore. Okay. And like you know, I'm not the world's biggest Adam Sandler fan. Right. Like I, you know, sure. I enjoy Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Fine, you know, <laughs> um, but so like one of the things they talked about too was like, uh, fuck, now I forget the actor's name. Uh, it, 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 I, I can't. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna look up the IMDb page <laughs> for because they said he's in, he's in the new Adam Sandler movie. Uh, the oh, Uncut Odd Gems. Cut gems so uh, i don't know no. i think i'll be able to figure was it, out it was an older guy right uh yeah, yeah. well so okay. i guess they said uh basically what was supposed to happen with uh with this guy was he was originally gonna be in in uh not caddyshack happy gilmore <laughs> right and they said like uh oh no um actually he's uh i think it was the part that went to carl weathers mm. And they said, like, oh, uh, let me check this really <laughs> quick. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's wrong, but I, I don't know. Anyway, but they said, oh, he was supposed to be in Happy Gilmore. And, you know, we talked to him about that. And he said, like, oh, yeah, that golf movie. How'd that turn out? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's wild. So, like, you know, you just hear things like even like like Shrek was originally supposed to be voiced by uh, Chris Farley. Chris yeah, Farley. Yeah. And like you could hear that. And yeah. And they designed him to look like him, too. Yeah. yeah and that's his physique. And it, it's super interesting to like hear stuff like that yeah. and like be like, oh, wow, this stuff was in the world works for years right. before you know it, it before the public even really yeah. knew about mm-hmm. it so yeah film film's interesting <laughs> um <laughs> but uh let's go into my next pick which is i don't want to be an asshole anymore by the menzingers zingers. <laughs> 
that you said you did know. Um, yes, no. Uh, uh, no, I've heard it, but I just didn't know who it was. Yeah, yeah. Men Singers, uh, who... I talk a lot about the Men Singers <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, so I'm going to check them out. They're, yeah. they're cool. You know, punk rock. Uh, their more recent stuff veers a little bit more towards, like, classic rock. Right. And, like, their early stuff is more, like, hardcore punk. Yeah. But, excuse me, this this was my introduction to the Men Singers, and even though putting a song with the word asshole in the title might not necessarily be safe for work. It yeah. is like a poppy song and yes. it's very well thought out. And I, I feel like when it comes to my taste in music, I like having a lot of things that are like punchy and punky yes. and like super emotional. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, you don't <laughs> put, I don't want to be an asshole anymore, <laughs> baby. Maybe I'll be good to you in the chorus of a song. If, you're not emotional. <laughs> um, but like this also, uh, the Menzingers do really well is they drop little literary references mm-hmm. into their songs. So like at the end of the bridge of this song, at one point, Greg just goes, uh, look at this tangle of thorns. I don't want to be an asshole anymore. Where uh, that's the last sentence of the first chapter of uh, Lolita by Nabokov. Nabokov. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, and like, I, I didn't realize that until I had to read Lolita uh, for in yeah, college, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, hey, that's where that." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Hey, I know this." <laughs> Menzinger's fucking like I even like and like they do that so in so many things mm-hmm. where like that's cool. Um, in another one of their songs, he just goes, "I'm the shadow of the waxwing slain. I'm the force de jure from window panes." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then <laughs> I think it, it uh, I might be wrong, but I think it's "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner." And okay. then I had to read "Rhyme of yeah, the Ancient yeah. Mariner" in college, and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Menzingers. <laughs> so I, I always like that. And like, yeah. you know, I like things that kind of just sound poetic and emo sure, in the moment. And then you're like, well, that's actually a reference to this, this mm. great popular work. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that kind of sums me up very that's well. That's cool. But uh, let's move into your next pick, which was Northside Gal by J.D. McPherson. <laughs> listen to his other stuff but this song in particular really stood out it's like very it's like a throwback like it feels yeah. like a very classic rock song well yeah because when the fee- when i listened to it the first few times i'm like oh cool this is like an older song yeah, and then, like, like i Chuck looked Berry at or little richard yeah, yeah yeah and then i looked at the cover and i'm like oh no this probably <laughs> yeah. came out in the past five years yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but yeah it, it's very good there's you know i feel like there's 
something of a movement for people to kind of revive that style of music a lot. And, you know, I tend to like stuff that kind of has that in it. So, but yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm trying to remember lyrics from the song now. Uh, Oh, that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So he's just trying to, like, find a, a date. Like, I took a match game all around the north side. Chasing that sweet thing, oh, uh, something like that. Pulling up the lyrics now. <laughs> Every time I try, crazy about a Norse. And then he 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 mentions ZZ Top in the end. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Old yeah, beat up so. guitars and old ZZ Top. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I just always think crazy about a North Side <laughs> gal. And like, I, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, are you okay? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> um, we're gonna know <laughs> what that is, and <laughs> no one else will. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, I'm very. Do you happen to know where he's from? I do not or, know. No, because I'm. I'm always curious about stuff like this, where like, are you from the United States and you're think singing about you know something in California or right. something, or like, are you you know an English singer song where yeah, yeah, yeah. singing about the North Side? So right. yeah, I, yeah, that is interesting. I don't think he's British. But I don't think yeah. so either, but. I think it's I that I think it's the name McPherson. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's true. It's probably an Irish yeah. guy. <laughs> um, I, I also just end up thinking of like Galway girl. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> just titles, and I'm drawing <laughs> lines. But uh, let's move on into my next pick, which is "The Ocean" by Led Zeppelin. Talked a little bit about Zeppelin. Yeah. You can't go wrong with of Zeppelin. Of course not. No. Really. Um, how, what's your relationship with Zeppelin? Um, it's if any. Um, I don't know. I I, I I guess I can't put it in words. It's just it's always there. It's great, yeah. and uh, you're wrong if you don't like <laughs> it. I, it's so good. Well, so like I. I in recent years, I've had a weird... Uh, I, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I love Led Zeppelin so much. I've had a weird sort of like... Uh, like grappling with Led Zeppelin. Okay. Um, because uh, like... And you could do this with any artist from right. like the 70s. Okay. But like, you know, they, they did a lot of shitty things when they were <laughs> at the height of their careers. Uh, you know, and it, it it's so interesting. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't affect the music necessarily mm-hmm. and i do think that there's a lot of you know you always talk about separation of the art from the artist right and like you end up thinking like it depends for for certain people yeah what they do and what they are you know i think like you know biggest one we've seen in comedy is like louis ck right um and you know, it's almost impossible to separate a stand-up from their comedy because it's very biographical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like with with Led Zeppelin, 
I I don't necessarily think that like I don't know, that li- it, it, they're easier to separate. I <laughs> right, guess, where it's, like it's an interesting discussion. Yeah, yeah but uh, but uh, I put this <laughs> I put this on my playlist, <laughs> and now I'm arguing against it. It's thing well, too. Th- that's interesting because I have a song that you could argue from an artist that you know he's done some bad things, but well, I put it in there is, anyway. Is it the next one coming up? Which is, is it the Papa's got a brand new Oh yeah, sure. James yeah, Brown. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, tell me about Pop's I mean, Got a Brand New Bag. This song, I mean, just him and any, I mean, there's like so much. This uh, is an awesome song. Yeah, there's so much life in all his tracks that it just get like, I don't want it. I don't like dancing, but this makes me want to dance. Yeah. And he, he, yeah. he's got like that cool, like, swagger to it um, a little yeah, bit yeah. where, uh, do you listen to The Doors at all? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Um, they've got a song, Soul Kitchen. And like, I remember, uh, Watching like VH1 <laughs> classic <laughs> albums this is why I haven't seen a movie. I just watch <laughs> stupid VH1 documentaries all the time. <laughs> but uh, in it, they did the song Soul Kitchen, and like basically, I think they nicked the the melody from mm-hmm. this. Really? Because like, like at least like the piano part, because okay. like just that, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's so cool, and you know, got swagger. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> So you said you don't like to dance, but this song, do you get up to dance to this? Or? Um, it'd be difficult because I listen to it in the car. Too. <laughs> <laughs> this comes on at a wedding, aren't you? You're going to be like, okay, I guess. Not, I haven't, no. My, I Maybe when I start drinking, I'll, yeah, it'll look better too. Cause, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Right, because you don't drink, but no, yeah. So. Well, you said when I start. Dr- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not totally. Leaving it out, but yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an interesting... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of... That's like how I used to, when I was younger. I'm like, I'm going to start yeah. drinking something. Like, I'm going to develop a problem. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, and now I'm like... Uh, now I just keep saying, I'm going to stop drinking. <laughs> I haven't. Um, but yeah, let's uh, go on into my next pick, which is Fake Happy by Paramore. It's just as insincere We're all so fake happy And I know fake happy Don't blink. 
turned cultural icons mm-hmm. um i i like this song because it's very upbeat but mm-hmm. it's also about not actually being happy right um <laughs> kind of mixes you up right yeah you yeah. listen to it um and i mean this this whole album is there's some stuff that's not necessarily upbeat but like the, for the most part it's all kind of like you know you could put it on and you know you could dance to it mm-hmm. and have a good time but like the album is called After Laughter, this song's called Fake Happy. You know, even like the song, there's one called like Rose Colored Boy, and it's mm-hmm. not like a positive thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, the rose colored glasses. Right. And uh, my understanding is this album she wrote after she got divorced from the guy from Newfound Glory, <laughs> <laughs> which is bizarre because Haley Williams is a massive yeah. pop star and. Yeah. Newfound Glory, God love them, respect them. They, they do good stuff. But like Haley Williams is playing at the Barclays Center, and Newfound Glory is playing like little eight hundred, you know, capacity venues in Brooklyn. You know, which is like cool. You know, I, I, you know, I, arguably, I like Newfound Glory better. But it, it, it is weird that they were married. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I think that like. The more recent Paramore stuff, like it, it, it's so funny the way your taste shifts as you get older. Yes, because like for for a long time I would have been just like, oh yeah, I like I like listening to like Misery Business and mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, once a whore, you're nothing, mo-, you know. <laughs> like I, <laughs> this is where I'm at, you right. know. Listen, that's what you get when, and now I'm just like. Oh no! This is interesting music, and yeah. like it's it's upbeat sounding, so I could put it on at a party. But mm-hmm. also, like it's sad, yeah. and I could be emo while listening to it. So yeah, um, but yeah, and I still like that early Paramore stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I I don't necessarily get down to songs from the, the <laughs> Twilight soundtrack as much anymore. <laughs> have Have you noticed your? Sh- tastes shift as you get older or worse. uh yeah yeah um like not, it, not even necessarily with music with movies or yeah with new experiences too you you appreciate stuff that you just you know just didn't really acknowledge much but then you kind of went back and revisit yeah so absolutely it's really interesting that relationship with media yeah let's move on into your next pick uh, which is Bonzo Goes to Bitburg by, or yeah. My Brain is Hanging Upside yeah, yeah. Down, two titles, <laughs> yeah. uh, by the Ramones.
I did research on this. It's so interesting. The oh, yeah. story. Uh, yeah. yeah. Reagan, he visited uh, in 85 yep. the, um, the memorial funeral yep. where SS Nazis were buried. Yes. And there was all this controversy, and then they wrote this song in right. response to that, right? Right. Well, what's also kind of interesting, too, I... I believe Johnny Ramone was a Republican okay. and supported Reagan. Wow. And like that's why the title of the song is My Brain is Hanging Upside Down, mm-hmm. not Bonzo Goes to Berg. Um, and didn't like playing this because he, he supported Reagan. Yeah, and yeah. like the other guys in the band were like, No, this is all just kind of bullshit. You know, <laughs> you can't. Um, yeah. yeah, this is it's a super interesting song. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, this is my favorite Ramon song. So M- like, mine too. Ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel it, it stands out from all the other ones. It has something to say. Yeah. you know, along with it, and so. like the melodies, and it, even though it has something to say, it's still kind of timeless. And yeah. I think that, you know, no matter what happens in politics, there's always going to be an aspect where you know you could elect a leader that you like, and mm-hmm. bad they're going to sure. do bad things, and you're just kind of like, hey, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, I, I think that like this song is sort of timeless for that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but I first heard this song when it was in school of rock. I'm guilty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're in the same boat. Um, But like, you know, you listen to that and you're just like, oh, my brain's hanging upside down. With the montage. Yeah. Yeah, That was so cool. What's Bonzo goes to Bitburg, you know, (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) But then like, you know, you just kind of end up like reading into it and mm-hmm. uh, you know the that bridge where he's just like if there's one thing that makes me sick it's when someone tries to hide behind politics yeah. you're just like oh shit oh <laughs> fuck this is a podcast foul let's uh i believe that this is spam i'm gonna oh man answer hold on <laughs> hello <laughs> nothing um, (laughs) i should have put it on speaker how do you feel about bonzo goes to bitburg <laughs> um but uh yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's such a powerful mm-hmm. lyric in part. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is September 16th, Triple X, Love, Love by the Mountain Goats. <laughs> title has nothing to do with the song as yeah. far as i know maybe it does <laughs> um it's not something they ever say i i like this song you turn me on i'm gonna check the, the mountain yeah. goats out yeah um so like 
their their early this is super lo-fi. Their yeah. early stuff is very often just like uh, the guy singing and playing guitar into mm-hmm. a boombox. Now you know they've got production and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounded very raw, very gritty. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, funny enough, so like. Not the album they just put out, but the album before that. They have like they have like forty albums. Like they're 40. incredibly prolific. Wow. Um, but so the album that they put out just before that, uh, you compared uh, Craig Finn from the Hold Say to Randy Newman. Like mm-hmm. their follow up album, like s- their previous album, sounds a lot like really? Randy Newman, like wow. sonically and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's all songs about goth bands. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, like they they do these cool like this song I kind of like because it is you know I, I I'm eternally angry <laughs> so this is a fuck you song where he's like I cut down that withered yeah. pe- peach tree just like you asked me to I cut it all down with your face in plain view you know that like That's cool they, it's an angry line yeah. but then like you know uh, what's kind of interesting about them is now they do. You know, since the early 2000s, their albums are all kind of concept pieces, mm-hmm. you know, loosely varying. Um, and they tell these cool little stories. Uh, so their last album was called In League with Dragons. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like very D&D inspired. But mm-hmm. they also kind of like, you know, he's like, well, I talk about wizards that are both real and imagined. And he's like, I, he's like Ozzy Osbourne to me is a wizard. Mm-hmm. So he has a song that's written from the perspective of Ozzy Osbourne uh. in the seventies. And then the album before that was called goths. And it was just kind of about goth bands. Okay. And like, uh, my, my favorite song on that, the big closing track was about this band called Gene loves Jezebel, who I'd never heard of before <laughs> that, but I guess like they had like maybe two hits mm-hmm. and like, it's two brothers in the band and the band broke up and like they, they've had tons of legal disputes as to who can tour as Gene loves Jezebel. And like the agreement that they have (laughs) is uh, like in the UK, the one brother is Gene loves Jezebel. And when the other one goes over, it has to be like brothers, Gene loves Mm -hmm. Jezebel. And in the United States, it's the opposite. (laughs) So like, it's so weird, really interesting. Uh, and then the album before that was all about professional wrestling, which like I could care less they, about. They but got he got a lot of range of topics. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> you know, he, he's just got a lot of interests. You know, uh, most of the songs are just kind of like people going through shit. Yeah. Um, and I remember once I saw them live, and the lead singer he was doing an acoustic set, mm. and he just said, you know. He's like, there's, there's two types. He's like, I do a lot of sad songs. And he's like, there's two types of people in these songs. Uh, they're the ones that are uh, waiting to die and the ones that are going to be trapped in their situation for years to come. And you realize that the ones that are going to die are actually happier <laughs> because they will be free <laughs> when, they, when they shake off this mortal coil. Um, and the ones that, like the narrator of this next song, will have to live with this for, for decades to come. <laughs> And, you know, but, and I I told you before, their best songs are about child abuse, you know, and, you know, it's, it's very life affirming and positive, you Mm -hmm. know, their most popular song, the chorus is, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been at a lot of low points in my life where I put that on, like, you know, if it kills me, (laughs) but it, it, so yeah, I, I highly recommend that. 
fucking just check them out. Yeah. This is like exactly what I would do <laughs> when this came on with my coworkers. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's bring it on home. Your last song was "What's in My Head" by Fuzz. Yeah, the, uh, this is a new band, relatively. Do you know them? Uh, I didn't. I yeah. So, and I didn't do much research. I assumed that this was from the '90s. No, yeah, I know. They, 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 their sound sounds very like heavy metal. It's yeah, very like of, grungy. Yeah, it reminds me of a little Black Sabbath, even maybe. Um, I just like that that sound. Uh, lyrics are simple. It's just like almost just one or two lines, but it's just that guitar and yeah, Absolutely. it's really cool. Um. Yeah, it, it it was cool. I was I was impressed by it. like I said, I thought it was from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two thousand eleven, I think they yeah. started. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah. So now I'm looking at this. Did, did I leave something off from your playlist? I don't think so. I'm, I'm gonna uh, check. I, I can uh, check mine too. Uh, but in the meantime, while I'm checking that, let's go on into my yeah. next pick, which was Boy Problems by Carly Rae Jepsen. If you're gonna go and go, she said to me on the phone, so tired of hearing all your problems. If you're gonna stay, then stay. It's not gonna change anyway. So tired of hearing all your problems. She's right, and I should not be offended. Yeah, I know what it looks like from the outside. I know. Yeah, I know what it looks like on the outside, on the outside, on the outside. 
<laughs> um, oh, I did leave something off. We'll, 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 we'll go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Carly Rae Jepsen is my, it, I, I love her. <laughs> I, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Uh, she, she's, well, before this weekend, she was my favorite <laughs> pop star. What happened? Well, th- I found that Taylor Swift song that ruined my life. I <laughs> so now uh, I'm, I'm back to being a Swifty. Um, but yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen, she does good stuff, you know, and like, I don't know, like uh, most people know her as the Call Me Maybe girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, Call Me Maybe is a fine song. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I remember when it was huge, it got annoying, course, but it yeah. had that great string part in sure. it. Um, but boy problems is just kind of like you know, we all we all have boy problems. Even if you know we we don't, we do. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just kind of like it, it's relatable, mm-hmm. which is I I I kind of hate it. But like you know, it's boy problems. Who's got them? I've got them too. <laughs> you know, um, and it's just kind of like it, what I kind of like about this is because. It doesn't necessarily sound how I feel, but it's kind of how I feel where it's people, it's basically her talking to her friends and her friends being like, stop calling us about all your boy problems. Right. And she's like, well, uh, uh, hey, we, we all have, you know, why can't we talk about this? Right. And like, I, you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I... I've been, I had a girlfriend for the past two years, so like no one's had to hear about my girl <laughs> problems. But now that I'm like recently single, yeah. you know, now like everyone hears about all my stupid girl problems. Yeah. And you know, like <laughs> it's so funny because like, you know, I do the thing where like if I'm texting a girl that I'm like interested in, right. I like take a screenshot of like what I'm gonna send to her and then I send it to like three <laughs> friends and I'm like, is this okay? Right. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> and like uh, I have a friend who tells me now, she's like, I just don't respond to you because I she's like she's like, if you say if you're gonna say something wrong or bad, I'll tell you. Right. But like uh, if I don't respond, it means I have faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. But it's nice. But yeah, so I don't know. Do you do that? I did it in person, though. To yeah, I was on campus. Uh, some friends I had in a class with, and the uh, interest was with a girl from another class. So I was like okaying them. Like, is this okay to send her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would respond, and I was like, "What do I do now?" And it's that sort of situation. I mean, I, s- I still do that. Or yeah. like, if, I, if I'm on the phone, I'm like, "Is this okay? Right. How's this it, sound?" It, it's yeah. The texting makes me nervous because oh, I hate you can't read the, the tone or. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. Oh yeah, I've like so like I've I've been texting this girl from from Hinge for a little bit. Okay, and like she knows that I'm a comic, so like and like she'll do bits, uh, yeah. uh, which like <laughs> sometimes it's funny. Uh, uh, she it, could listen. To it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, oh, what's why yeah. why are why is this the bit that you want right. to be doing oh, right now we're, we're jaded it's awful you can't <laughs> run comedy but like well <laughs> yeah well it's one of those things where like I, i'm trying to remember like 
sometimes like I'll like say something and be like, Oh, do you know what this is? Mm-hmm. And she's like, No, my my woman brain can't understand. I'm like, I'm like I don't think that was a very good <laughs> like, I didn't say <laughs> I'm not doing it being like you're a woman, you don't right. I, I'm just asking if you've heard of this singer songwriter <laughs> or this stupid TV show that no one else likes besides me. <laughs> um but so like sometimes I will just kind of be like I, I forgot. I Oh, I <laughs> I texted her about SantaCon, okay. <laughs> which, you know, not to project, but I, I think we both agree SantaCon is a pretty awful thing that <laughs> happens once a year in New York City. It was yesterday, and I'd, yeah. I'd written a lot about SantaCon for, mm-hmm. for my job, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, I was texting her about it, and she was like, uh, you know, something like, uh, it's terrible, and I, I said at one point, and maybe it's my fault because I didn't put a haha or an lol. Yeah, is I put a why would you say that? <laughs> it's a charitable uh, cause cause that that brings joy to, to many people, <laughs> which like not incorrect, but also mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. The way if you came up to me and said like oh, SantaCon, I'd be like, why do you hate it? It's a charitable, you know. <laughs> and like she was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. And I'm like, oh no, I was joking. I'm like, there is a charitable component, and I guess you could say it brings joy, but I, I'm fucking around. <laughs> so, but yeah, so texting sucks. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the song we left off from yours was Roadrunner by the Modern Lovers. Like him and I say 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know much. I was hoping you could tell me. It's like... Well, so admittedly... This is like before Sex Pistols, right? The, this is the punk oh, song, on. right? I'm going <laughs> to... Um, I do know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This one's also in School of Rock. <laughs> yeah, Funny yeah, enough. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's before the Sex Pistols or right around the Sex Pistols, but mm-hmm. I will look that up. It's like mid right 70s. But no, yeah, I think talk they. Talk about this. I think they wrote. They did the song originally in the early 70s and they didn't get it like published like on a print or anything till like the mid 70s. People couldn't get it. Uh, Jonathan Richmond. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, and all the members went off to be like played for different bands, right? When they broke up, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, so one was in the Cars, one was in Talking Heads. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I well, so nineteen seventy and then nineteen seventy four. I'm trying to just find. So their first album came out. It was recorded in seventy one and seventy two. Okay. And then it was released in 1976. I don't know when the Sex Pistols album came out, um, but it's, I mean, it, it's definitely kind of like along that same mm-hmm. time. Oh, yeah, uh, it's it was released, yeah, even before the Sex Pistols. Yeah, wow. Sex Pistols were 77. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't know that about this, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> It's cool. I, d- I do enjoy this. Yeah. But yeah. I On their Wikipedia page, it mentions that they're very influenced by the Velvet Underground. And I mean, you could hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's a great song. I, I drive to it all the time. Um, yeah. It just has a lot of energy. I think a lot of the songs is similar like in that tone. It's yeah. very upbeat, you know. Upbeat. And like... It, it's kind of similar to like the post-punky stuff. It's it's cool mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of almost has a very similar quality to like Steppenwolf's "Born to Be Wild," mm. where like it's kind of a rockin' song, but it's also like chill. It's mm. not like yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, decidedly, it's not like the Sex Pistols with right, you like know, anti establishment Yeah, well, where you have like Johnny Rotten, like where's yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know, and like it, you know, he's a little yelpy and stuff, but it's not like uh, you know, it, it's not a well, dude, th- you know, it's not unclear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I dig this. Yeah. It's cool shit. <laughs> Um, I I feel bad that I I didn't no, like that's register to put it on, <laughs> um, but yeah, good song. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's bring it on home. My last pick, which is, uh, it turns out there aren't many perks to being a wallflower mm-hmm. by Proper, formerly known as Great White. But Something big changed within me and I'd 
I interviewed the lead singer of the band a oh few, a few uh, months ago, and like I said, so why'd you change your name from Great White to Proper? And he was like, well, you know, it was a reference to Game of Thrones, and like I thought everyone knew Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference until just now. <laughs> He was like, well, there you go. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, yeah. People would be like, wasn't that a band in the 80s where people died in a fire? And I'm like, yeah, that's, well, that's where my mind went. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so it, it, it's cool. They're great. Uh, mm-hmm. There's three, you know, black punk kids living in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's, it, this song is just kind of like, it's it's pure emo. And I think that like, I'm trying to pull up the lyrics right now. It's it, it's about like <laughs> wrote there aren't many lyrics. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things where like so this is this is a song about work too. Mm-hmm. It, like it's a song about music and yeah. finding community and things, but very directly, it's a song about like. You know, he he's like, you know, well, you know, if we're all friends at work, maybe we should all hang out and not just get fucked up. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't get me wrong. I like doing the the, the getting drinks after work thing right. and bitching about the yeah. job or whatever. Yeah. But I also kind of like, you know, you end up, I don't know, I I used to work in a, a country club, mm-hmm. you know, basically a restaurant industry. Right. So, like, you know, uh, had... You work at a restaurant, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So like, Can I go there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, y- you know this, yes. <laughs> like, yes, and very like, much. you know, you end up having it where like, I I don't know what your schedule's like, but like when I was working at a country club, I was there all the time, yeah. And like, you know, and like my life's kind of fucked up because like your your day off is like in the middle of the week or on a Monday, mm-hmm. and then like everyone else has like. You know, everyone else has like Friday t- or mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday off, right. and like you know, so the only options of people you have to hang out with are people that you work yeah. with. Um, and like he's like, I don't have any real friends. All I've got are these acquaintances, and none of them could care less. And somehow I've been okay with it. And you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, but he's like, the entire concept of friendship to me, like how we should hang out outside of work to do more than get fucked up and party. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, because like pretty much that is all I would do with people that I worked with. <laughs> you know, I, you know, we'd like go out for drinks, yeah. like after work, or like 
you know, we'd <laughs> we'd sit outside our job and drink <laughs> and be like, all right, let's Bum. get fucked yeah. up and go. And it, it sucks, yeah. you know. But uh, it sucks yeah. even worse if you don't drink. You can't. <laughs> Oh yeah, because then you're just dealing with the drunk co-workers yes. being like, oh, "These fucking annoying <laughs> dickheads." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I, uh, I, I, I was always pretty good. Where, where like, I don't know. I had a few times though where like I had to like DD. So mm-hmm. like I'm not drinking as much as everyone else, and all my coworkers were like shit wrecked, and I'm like. Well, I guess here we are, you know, and I'm like, I can have maybe one more, but right. then I have to drive everyone <laughs> back to the car, you know. Um, oh, but I don't know. I, but I, I did enjoy aspects of that sometimes. But like, sure. you know, working at a country club, there was a pool, you mm-hmm. know, and like I remember my last summer that <laughs> I'll tell the whole story because it's, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. It's good. Um, my last summer, right before I left the country club, it was legit my last week at work. I just uh, gotten a new job. I was starting it the following Monday, nice. so the f- week of the Fourth of July was my last week, and um, I, you know, I was a single man, and like Fourth of July is the biggest day of the year at a country club. Right. Like they have a big event. There's fireworks. You know, it's it's huge, and I. Being a department manager, I was like, all right, what's my job when I get up here? And I go up at after I close my department and I go, what 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 am I doing? And they go, Oh, you're checking in cars around the side. And I go, What? And they're like, basically just go and like it's mainly gonna be members that know who you are. Just kind of like wave them through and tell them to check in when they get up here. If people come that aren't members or with members, uh don't let them in. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and they're like, yeah, you're just going to stay down there. And I'm like, cool, I'm bringing three gin and tonics with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I I drive over. I, I've got three drinks on me. And then, you know, I go and, like, I'm standing there and, like, you know, it's kind of whatever. I turn a few people away. Um, and then I'm like, well, what am I, where am I going to go to watch the fireworks? And I texted a girl that I used to hook up with and like, you know, I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing really. I go, do you want to watch fireworks at the country club that I work at? And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. So she drives up. She comes. We go down. We we start watching the fire. We watch the fireworks. We each have like a drink. And then we hooked up in my office <laughs> at the at the. The snack bar, <laughs> and like you know, granted, I, I was drunk by that point, so like I couldn't keep it up. But right. like, so like, I go up after the fireworks and after the girl left, and like I see another manager that I was friends with, and she was like, "Where were you? I wanted to watch the fireworks with you." And I was like, "Oh, I, I, I fucked a girl in my office," <laughs> and she says, "What?" <laughs> She goes, tell this man, and like I'm telling other managers, and like they're like that's amazing. They're like glad you're leaving with a bang. Yeah, and, and then you know, so then like you know, it, my brother was also working at the country club, mm. but like different department up top. He was mm-hmm. working the whole event, so like I, I I really had just gone back to pick him up, and like I'm right. like, all right, hey, is he good to go? All right, we're going. So he punches out. And then, like, as I'm leaving, one of the other waiters from a different department says, like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, uh, probably just going to go home, hang out, whatever. 
He's like, are you trying to drink? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm trying to drink. And he goes, a couple of us are going to like uh, have drinks together. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, just text me and let me know. Mm. Um, so he texts me like... So, like, 20 minutes later, we... So, me and my brother go. We buy, like, a pack of beer. Mm. And, like, we come here. We're hanging out. We're having drinks. And, like, 20 minutes later, he texts me. He goes, hey, meet us at the country club pool. <laughs> so, like, yeah. we went... So, me and my brother hop in an Uber and went back there. And, like, you know, we were jumping in the pool. We were drinking there and, like, fucked up. Like, we were there till the sun rose. <laughs> And like it, it, it was wild. And like you know, I'm kind of like, oh, this is a fun thing. Yeah. But like, at the same time, while that's all fun and good times, you know, you're like, well, we're all doing this because we work together, and it's fun, and it's good to blow off steam. But like, th- this isn't necessarily what friends do. No. <laughs> Like it, 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 the older you get, maybe yeah, you, you the thing you end up doing more often than not is you go and get drinks together mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, you know, you're just like, and now I, you know, I don't really talk to any of those people. Okay. I do some, you know, I keep in touch, yeah. but like, yeah, but yeah, awesome story. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, the other thing that I liked about this, and I told you, I'm like, you know, he he talks about I left the tiny moving parts show mm-hmm. and. Uh, can't stand tiny moving parts. <laughs> They're not for me. Uh, respect them for what they do. They put on a good live show, but I hate their music. But I understand his feelings. Right? right. Like I went to the tiny moving parts show, and I swear to God, it changed my life. I'm like, that's me. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I I think that's everything. Uh, cool. Andreas, uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Anything coming uh, up? No, just did our uh, dates, but yeah, I think we got it out of the way in the beginning. Yeah, so. cool, awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, I'll jam out with you next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Too.